Hello, and welcome to the Work Well podcast. The World Health Organization has identified the workplace as a priority area for health promotion. Why then does the word work have such a negative and unhealthy connotation for so many people? Think about it. We spend so much of our adult lives at work. Why should it be in a role or in an environment that doesn't support our health and well-being? My name is Brian Crook, and I'm on a mission to make workplaces more positive places to be and to make our working day as healthy and productive as possible. Join me on the Work Well podcast as I interview workplace well-being thought leaders and industry professionals to discuss how employers, employees, and entrepreneurs can lead the way by creating and sustaining the healthy, safe, and well workplaces of the future. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the WorkWell podcast. Today in the show, I'm delighted to welcome Kate McDade. Kate is a well-established health and performance nutritionist and founder of NutriKate, a Dublin-based nutrition consultancy that specializes in high performance. Kate works closely with individuals, elite teams, and corporations to help them achieve their health and performance goals. She recently appeared in Sport for Business's 30 Under 30 list, where she was recognized as one of Ireland's emerging business leaders working in the business of sport. This episode is brought to you with thanks to the Fruit People. And you will actually hear in this episode, Kate mentioning the importance of fruit in our diet. So the Fruit People are leading the way in workplace nutrition, both in office and remotely. Check out thefruitpeople.ie for more. It's with thanks to the Fruit People, we have a delicious fresh fruit and healthy snack pack to give away to one lucky listener to this episode. To find out how to enter, go to workwellpodcast.com, find the link to this episode with Kate, and you'll find the competition details at the bottom of the article. Now sit back and enjoy my conversation with Kate McDade. Kate, hello and welcome to the WorkWell podcast. Hi, Brian. Thanks, Emil, for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, you're very welcome. How are you getting on? Not too bad, thanks. Not too bad. Like, I mean, definitely very much looking forward to all of this being behind us. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But, uh, but no, all good, all things considered. Fantastic. And for, for any of the listeners that don't know you and what you do, can you, can you bring us up to speed? Yeah, so I'm a health and performance nutritionist and I run a consultancy called Nutricate. So there my team and I work with uh, individuals who are looking to improve their health, maybe have various performance goals. We work with elite level athletes as well as, you know, working with teams across the country and in multiple sporting disciplines. We work with corporate entities to help optimize performance with in the workplace and to add maybe a bit of fun and something different. So our day-to-day is really varied and uh, thankfully we're able to maintain that over over the last year with everything going online. So I myself have worked with the uh, Dublin Senior Ladies football team for the last four years now, the same with the Longford Men's uh, Senior Football Teams. So that has been um, a great experience and, and very enjoyable and I think that's the, the summary. Hopefully that's given people um, 
an insight to some degree. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It sounds like a really broad kind of spectrum of, of people that you work with. So from, from individuals in, in the general population to elite, elite athletes, then corporate workplaces, and, and also it sounds really interesting. That, so you're the performance nutritionist as well for Dublin senior ladies and, and the Longford men's. What's kind of involved with that work? Yeah, so it's changed a good bit now, given the restrictions, mm-hmm. but it can be anything from like one to one sessions to to group workshops, cook alongs. Uh, I suppose my role would also involve working very closely with the the management team. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, making sure we're all kind of in, uh, in the loop with injuries and kind of progress of players skin fold assessments so that would be like body composition assessments so measuring body fat would be done also that hasn't been done in a while which I'm sure loads of players are delighted about um, because of restrictions that kind of put a put a slow um, or stop to that so so yeah so it's, it's mixed I suppose the big thing for me at, at this point in time is trying to well, I suppose the emphasis is more so maybe on on player well-being, making sure, you know, people have maybe a nice outlet, whether that's through doing a cook along or otherwise, and just making sure, you know, people have the support that they need and athletes have the support they, that they need that, you know, is helping them and adding to maybe the experience that they might be having with the times we live in versus adding more pressure. So it's definitely a case of kind of finding the fine line between what's benefiting your athletes and, and adding to the process versus um, and adding in a positive way versus, you know, maybe adding negatively by putting undue stress to an already very stressful environment for for a lot of us like um particularly difficult you know for for everyone and in one one uh, form or another but um i suppose looking at it from an athlete's perspective you know very active people who always had this outlet all of a sudden don't have it anymore um, and i know stress has come with playing at a certain level but I suppose they're kind of a stress that you may, might take on board and, and know how to kind of uh, work with. But I think maybe the stress and the hurdles that we're faced with now are all very unknown to all of us. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're all just trying to figure our way through this. And I suppose my job as well as the job of everyone involved in a, in a setup like um, a team is to try and make that to try and lend support where it's needed and, and to make the, the processes enjoyable as possibly can and supportive as as, as much as it can be of course yeah and it's particularly challenging at the moment uh, as you said what's it like in normal times then there's, there's a lot of would a lot of the work involve kind of pre i guess pre-training pre-match nutrition a little bit during of course as well and then of course the post-match recovery yeah, so you'd be looking at, um, I suppose, establishing patterns and I suppose putting uh, different behaviours maybe into practice as we, you know, draw uh, sooner to or closer to the competitive season. And then you're kind of hoping that the work that you've done there can, you know, is second nature to your athletes and everyone's kind of almost in their in a stride, so to speak. So you're looking at things from like optimizing recovery, as you said, in round matches, training, looking at fueling, making sure that that's taken care of so in some instances you know depending on what's available to the team you're working with you know you might be liaising with catering staff to make sure that post training and post match 
meals are looked after and contain what they should. And mm-hmm. um, you're looking at hydration strategies in the neuron training and both at games, and you're uh, making sure that game day strategies are are implemented too. As I mentioned, you'd be looking at uh, body composition factors. Uh, that may be being a focus more so in pre-season when you've got a bit of room and uh, to to work with your athletes and performance isn't at a place where you need it to be optimal. So you've got a bit of wiggle room there. But yeah, that's, uh, I suppose, a, a whistle-stop tour as, as to what it, it could entail. But you're, you're dealing with management to catering to the athletes on an individual basis, but also then at a, a group level and I suppose you're constantly trying to keep your ear to the ground in terms of what the team might need and you know do those needs change and and then you adapt to it as they as they do and I suppose whatever season turns out or whatever the games might turn turn out they might um, dictate areas of focus yeah and such a focus on on nutrition and fueling yourself in terms of elite sport in recent years isn't there I wonder, you mentioned the fact that you work with corporates as well. I, I often hear the term now corporate athletes, how, yeah. how companies are describing their a lot of their employees. I imagine what you do, though, in the workplace with workplaces is quite different. Yeah, I suppose it would be the same in the sense that you're trying to get the most out of mm-hmm. the individual and the group in front of you. So uh, you're looking to optimize their performance. So the corporate athlete absolutely is something that, um, you know, we, we've spoken about many a time <laughs> um, and it's been brought to our attention. And, you know, what you're really looking to do is create an awareness that like each and every day we are performing as mm. as people like we're looking to I suppose show up in the best version of ourselves you know perform to the best of our ability in a, in a working environment so we we can keep progressing the way we want to and I suppose show the best the best version of ourselves on that front so I suppose that you're looking to kind of get that message across to people and and for for them to also see that um, if we can kind of support our health um, in a way that's going to then support our performance, does that mean that we work more effectively? We feel happier in ourselves. It leaves more time away from work. So not only is it, it helping us to, I suppose, work effectively and efficiently and, and I suppose show up in our best capacity, but it also means that if we're doing all those things, you know, we can finish work within reasonable hours and we can you know get what we need to get done in in the time frame that we've allocated and we've got peace of mind and uh, peace of mind so that when we shut the laptop and want to focus on whether it's friends family hobbies whatever it might be we can give that our full attention and we can give it i suppose more time because we're we're um functioning more efficiently so um so yeah so really from a corporate perspective we're looking to get the most out of those that we work with and and create a nice kind of um environment and a productive one so that people you know continue to enjoy what they do and and they feel like they're i suppose progressing and themselves and and getting the most out of themselves yeah that makes a lot of sense and what's what's your engagement like then with the companies i mean is it Anything from a, a one one off session to more of a program, which would involve um, kind of the workshops and the cook alongs that you mentioned. Yeah, so I suppose at this point in time, in particular, like cook alongs have been a really big success in terms of I suppose people are looking for something a bit different, maybe to be a bit creative, and I suppose to change things up because we're 
you know, a lot of us now are working from home. It's kind of same and not really different every single day. <laughs> um, so I, I suppose the cook alongs are a nice way to add a bit of fun, to build a bit of the, uh, team morale, to have a bit of crack. Um, and also, you know, people are developing a really important skill. I suppose from our perspective, it's showing people how easy it can be to create tasty food that's going to support your health and your overall well-being. So, cook-alongs um, are very popular at the minute so that would be kind of one entity of of what we do um, and then we've got the seminars as you mentioned so that can be anywhere from a once-off to you know part of our, our year-long program where you'd have a bit more continuous support and then you've got the likes of um, drop-in clinics too so whether it's a half day or full day depending on uh, the levels of support that's provided to uh, employees you know they they might um, get a 30-minute session with a nutritionist um, or a dietitian from uh, the Nutricate team. And um, so, it, it, you know, there's loads of scope there. I suppose it uh, depends on, on the needs of, of the company. Okay, yeah. It, it, yeah, you can tailor it to, to the needs of the company. Exactly. Yeah, very good. So great options there. How about for, for the individual, the individuals listening in then, um, and any advice for them? How best should should they or should we be fueling our day? And any differences maybe for people that are sitting through these back-to-back Zoom meetings all day versus someone who might be on on their feet all day in a factory floor or in a construction site, for example? Yeah, so I think um, it's really important to start looking at yourself as the individual that you are. Sometimes we can get caught up in maybe what someone else is doing or you know what's kind of topical and but really when it comes to uh, nutrition and what we do it's looking at the the person for the individual that they are so recognizing okay I'm the person out on site and I'm walking around and I'm I'm lifting heavy things or you know I'm on my feet constantly or am I the person who is you know like myself sitting in front of a laptop for a lot of the day like straight away it's you know quite evident that the person out and about the whole time is probably going to have higher energy requirements than the likes of myself who's sitting down in front of a laptop so um, I think taking into start to maybe recognize what's working for you and what's not like you know taking a, a moment to be like you know do I feel good day to day do I have a pep in myself? Am I struggling to find, you know, the energy to do basic stuff? So, um, you know, if you if you are struggling in any way, you know, there's probably areas for improvement. So uh, I think a lot of people have been finding it challenging, you know, for those of us who are working at home, you know, structure may have gone out the window somewhat. If you've got kids, like that's another kind of spanner in the work so to speak because <laughs> now you're not just doing your job every day um and 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 whatnot you're you've to become a teacher now too um so it's definitely hard work for those of us who maybe do have kids and are juggling now two jobs all of a sudden as well as um the job of being a parent or a guardian so I suppose trying to maybe create structure in terms of making sure that you can you establish maybe even a meal pattern so you know when you were work as you know back and um, pre-covid you know maybe you found it quite easy to have you know a breakfast maybe a snack a lunch dinner and then maybe a, a snack later on that might change now because you find that you know that routine has gone so can you look to get 
some sort of establish some pattern for yourself that works and that's adding a benefit to your day to day. And I think like key things to look at that maybe, you know, are kind of fundamental principles that we aren't overly good at by nature would be things like, you know, are we drinking fluid day to day? Are we staying on top of our hydration? Something that can really shift, you know, our, our ability to concentrate, our focus, um, and 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 it also uh, will influence even, you know, our immune system. So have, can you just simply add a bottle of water to your desk if you're at home the whole time? Um, and, and what's that? Or, or maybe if you're out and about, like, is there a bottle of water in your car or something that it makes it accessible to stay on top of fluid uh, intake? Like fruit and veg, irrespective of whether you're active or not, are a key element of the puzzle puzzle in terms of overall health and so that's something that we can maybe look to include Mm -hmm. um, or improve upon you know getting fruit in as a snack if you're not doing so already adding vegetables to your lunch and dinner if you're not doing so already they can add benefit and and you know maybe you're you know you might already be putting together a lunch putting together a dinner so you're doing that already so this is just about like maybe adding and focusing on maybe what's missing versus looking at trying to oh god i've been awful here i need to get rid of this you know look to add versus remove and um, more so but I think a key thing is to establish what is working am I in a good place okay not feeling you know as good as I'd like to so you know what can I start on so looking at things like your sleep your fruit and veg your hydration are you are you eating you know have you got a meal pattern that's working for you they're all maybe good starting points uh, to look at and recognizing too okay I'm not you know, walking into the Lewis and then walking another 20 minutes into work. But I am maybe getting an hour's walk at lunchtime that I never had before. So recognizing how your energy demands have changed too, because they'll influence maybe, um, you know, what your energy intake should be like as as a person as well. Yeah, great advice there. And the from the physical activity point of view, I think we, we, we heard certainly at the beginning of lockdown, some people were struggling with, you know, getting out, getting their their amount of steps in per day or maybe their activity because their, their commute was gone. Um, what are you finding in terms of from your clients in terms of nutrition is, especially for people that are working from home, are they finding finding it a benefit to have the fridge close at hand where ideally there's you know a lot of healthy foods there as opposed to maybe the, the pastries at work or the coffee shop? Or are they missing? Maybe there's a healthy, uh, you know, food option in the canteen. Are you getting any feedback in that area? Yeah, and actually, you're touching on a really important point there, Brian, and that is like using your environment to your advantage. So it's kind of been hit and miss. Like, you know, um, I think for them, the most part, like from my clients, uh, they've been doing quite well because we've put strategies into into play to make sure that I suppose. Uh, their environment is conducive to the goals that they're looking to achieve. Um, and I think it's it's really important to, you know, our environment can help us an awful lot or it also can throw up barriers left, right and centre. So, you know, little things like if there's food on display in, in your house, like is it nutritious options so that it makes you more inclined to, you know, opt for something that's actually going to support maybe your overall well-being or help you maybe improve a goal that you might have like 
um, I'm going to leave further on the table because I know I probably could do a better job on that front. Um, so you see it and it's it's there. Or, uh, you know, the other side of things like out of sight, out of mind can work quite well. So if you're struggling to manage structure or manage appetite or, or snacking and you know it's kind of not moving in line with the direction you want to go, you know, can we keep food and presses or, you know, can we recognize what's, you know, what what's working well within our kind of weekly shop and maybe what's not to help support where, where we're looking to get to. So I think if you can identify areas in your environment that maybe aren't in line with the lifestyle or, or where you want to get to um, and you can correct for them, I think that can make life a lot easier, particularly when you're working from home, because it can be a case of, geez, like I've everything I want to, to be including there, my fridge, my press is excellent. And that makes it a lot easier to eat better if, mm-hmm. you know, you've got all the the right um, the right bits and bobs. But, you know, if if our um, environment isn't kind of aligning with that yet, we have these, you know, great ideas and hopes. And um, it makes it a lot harder to put it into practice because, you know, I suppose preparation can make life a lot easier. So I suppose the more prepared you are and um, the easier it is to action things. So I think that's something to bear in mind, particularly when you're doing and maybe a weekly shop what am I cooking this week have I got everything I need in like you know snacks what do they look like for me have I got them in the trolley Um, and uh, yeah I think a little bit of thought there can help an awful lot too yeah again that makes so much sense here's a completely you know completely hypothetical question for you here thinking of our listeners here now what if you uh, the person listening in uh, you know, you you're following everything you've said there. The environment is perfect at home. Excellent food choices. Excellent, you know, really healthy snacks lying around the place. But then your partner likes to leave out some Doritos, some chocolates, <sighs> that kind of stuff. Where where do you go with that one? Yeah, um, I knew as soon as you started that that it was going to be a bit curveball. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting. Well, I think a big thing, like when we think of health, like sometimes we can drift towards black and white thinking and it's not that like there's so many facets to health you know and food is there to be enjoyed so whether it's nutritious or not you know there's there's multiple reasons why we look to get a why we can look to get a variety of both nutritious and maybe less nutritious foods and and they can serve our health as well so i think if you're struggling um you know, to to manage maybe foods that aren't aren't overly nutritious. You know, is that a conversation that you can have with your partner? So it's you know we're opting maybe we're looking at maybe the quantity in which we're we're buying those foods, the volumes, or having a clear understanding to the reason why you might be so why you might be looking to to rein in on on foods like that. I think if you've got a clear a clear why and um, that can make it a lot easier to kind of stick to your guns going back to meal patterns and and preparation if you've got a structure in place it makes it a lot easier to stick with that versus deviating but I suppose the key thing is all in all is to not see you know if you do deviate because maybe there's more temptations there like it's not the end of the world it is mm-hmm. One scenario, like whatever, get it, you know, we'll move on. It, it happened. Maybe look at uh, why it happened, if it's happening regularly and it's really annoying you and bothering you or you feel like it's it's putting up roadblocks in other in other ways. But 
I think the biggest thing is uh, not to associate, you know, a hiccup with with things like that as, oh, my God, well, that's the day written off now. Like, I'll try and get back on the horse tomorrow. It doesn't need to be like that. I take everything like one step at a time. And as I said, those foods that aren't overly nutritious, they still can play a role in our overall health and, and they can be there to to be enjoyed. And it is something maybe you can enjoy with your your other half and he, he or she doesn't need to look like the devil the whole time. But I suppose it's, it's recognising that, you know, we want for the most part the structure of our diet and the backbone of our diet to support and reflect kind of nutrient rich options as more times than not with other other um, treats or our bits and bobs can absolutely get included too. Yeah, no, again, it makes so much sense. That's like, that's, um, you hit a good point there. Like, you know, food is there to be enjoyed. And yeah, of course, it's important to, yeah, yes, eat, eat well more often than not, but as well, let your hair down when you need to. Don't beat yourself up if you do deviate slightly. Get back onto your, your healthy meeting plan and and take it from there. Yeah, like, I mean, there's so many facets to health. And I think looking at it at the bigger picture, so like there's you're going to have a greater impact on your health over time and doing, you know, small things well and consistently than trying to go hell for leather one week and then maybe falling off the horse because it was you've kind of tried to overcommit in, in one sense or, you know, maybe be a, somewhat unrealistic like health will improve over time once you've implemented consistent uh, changes so again looking to make small improvements while they don't seem overly enticing sometimes or exciting and um, they really do stand you over time so I think try not to look at this all or nothing kind of framework that we're so often kind of subject to or fall victim to and try and look to make small changes that are I suppose, towards the kind of person and towards the lifestyle that you you want to lead, I think is is, is key. I agree 100%. And that's exactly what, what I, I try to practice as well, be it from physical activity, gym work. It's, you know, I'm not going to break any world records, but it's, I've been, you know, really consistent over a long period of time. And it's it's really, it really stands to me. The same with nutrition. I'd even go so far as to say the same with, with business just being consistent, you know, showing up, be it content, be, be whatever I'm doing with, with, with the business. And that has just worked so well. And I see people go the opposite, like extremes, as you're, as you're kind of talking about there. And then they, they almost, they, maybe they blow out and they're, they're you know, they're, they're, in a, they're in a bad way for a while before they go kind of extreme again. So I think consistency is, is so important. Yeah, 100%, uh, 100%. And I think reflection is super important because often, you know, trying to work out what direction you're going to go or what you might uh, look to implement, you know, it, it kind of sounds achievable maybe when it's written down and it's in front of you, but then implementing that could be a different ball game. So I think if you're finding that you're, you know, it's difficult to maintain that consistency, well, it's like, okay, well, maybe I can pull back and that's a little bit more achievable for me. But yeah, I think, you know, figuring out a, and, and that's why it's important not to be afraid of of like baby steps, because that's a really easy way to kind of move in the direction you want to. And you've got a lot more guarantee that you can stick with something like that. So whether, like I mentioned, fruit and veg earlier, you know, you might six or more uh, portions of fruit and veg a day sound great on paper. But if you're sitting there and you're at, you know, maybe two at a push, you know, three opting for three servings would 
you know, be maybe more achievable and, and something that you consistently reach. Um, and I think given the times we live in, being kind to ourselves is is really important. And, yeah. and that is something like, I mean, we're talking about consistency and uh, kindness, and it can be very difficult to actually implement those because we can actually be so harsh to ourselves so what I like to do and even you know even from a personal perspective trying to pull myself back and rein myself in and you know because these are things I I try and master myself on a day-to-day basis but you know taking it from the perspective of would I say this to my best friend or my other half Um, and if you know more times than not uh, you probably wouldn't be as harsh harsh or um uh, you know then then you are being with yourself so uh, that's just something to bear in mind like this is very difficult and unprecedented time so if you're not kind of moving at the the rate you want no matter what that is it's not to be too too harsh on yourself because this I think is affecting us probably in more ways than we can even really understand at this point in time so and um, just to bear that in mind and just be a bit silenter to yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah well said. And I think it's, it's one of the reasons, though, why um, so many, I guess, January uh, New Year resolutions don't last. If you, Some people are, they're doing dry January, they're doing V-January, they're doing 100 days of walking, they're signed up to a Couch to 5K program, probably something else in there as well, like a, a, a white tea diet or something like that. So it's like, you're taking on far too many. There's the extreme there. You know, pick one or two or one and a half of those and just try and build, turn it into a habit and be consistent with it. Yeah, 100%. I think a, a big thing to realize before you embark on anything is, you know, why are you looking to make these changes? You know, and when you when you think of the answer to that, like ask another why and see if you can break it down yeah. further and get to, you know, the, the real core of what you're looking to. Because sometimes then that can shift the goalpost as to actually, geez, like this isn't what I want or need at all. Like, but um, I've discovered that moving in this direction actually might be a better option. So. Very good. So start with why, as Simon Sinek likes to say, a great, great book on that subject. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me a little bit. I see you're very active on, uh, on social media, particularly Instagram. You've got a great account, which I'd recommend everybody follows some really, some really useful stuff going on there. So what's the Nutricate hub? I see you talking about that quite a bit. Yeah, so that was set up, uh, I think, maybe two two weeks ago or so now. The team at Nutricate has grown. So, you know, I just kind of I share things that we do at Nutricate online through my own account anyway. But I felt there was more like there's loads of exciting things going on, you know, as a team where we're flat out between projects and clients and everything. So I thought it'd be a really nice way to get more content out to people that hopefully will prove very useful but also to show behind the scenes and I suppose for for our audience to get more I suppose equipped with or acquainted with with the team as a whole and so I suppose it's it's just a a way for for our team to to showcase what we can do what we're working on and give some uh, behind the scenes Um, and it's it's been uh, moving along nicely now so and and we've enjoyed kind of putting putting some work into it as well. Brilliant. Yeah. And we will include uh, links to all of that in the show notes. What, what, what has that been like actually putting, putting a team together effectively start or, you know, taking on employees during, uh, during a pandemic over the last year? What, what has that been like? Scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's been great. Like, I mean, 
yeah, like a huge learning curve for me. Um, I suppose when you're running a business, like you're you're working within it, but you also have to work on it. So it's managing that um, and, and managing a team. It, it can be definitely challenging, but I'm, you know, it's it's one I'm enjoying, and like I'm very fortunate. Like I've. Uh, the team are fantastic. You you pointed out how I suppose different or how wide ranging our clientele is, and that's because you know the team. You know each each one of us have our own kind of expertise and different niches, and collectively we make you know a really good unit, and we can offer uh, support to to so many uh, so many people. So so yeah, so everyone really brings. Um, a, a dimension to NutriCake that I'm, you know, so grateful of and makes things super exciting. So yeah, it's it's been definitely challenging and it is a learning curve, uh, but it's, you know, one I feel very fortunate to have. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I feel very fortunate to have that challenge in my life, to be honest. Yeah, no, I can I can imagine. Well, well done because it is a really, you know, difficult time for many small businesses. So, you know, really well done on getting that going um, at this time. It's really impressive. Oh, thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're welcome. Really well done. Um, we, do you know what we might we might take a look at a couple of um, couple of nutrition, maybe myths or something, just really yeah. quickly. Maybe a little bit of a quick fire round, <laughs> and maybe we can do a bit of, a bit of myth busting here. <laughs> for the listeners if that's okay yeah go on crack on <laughs> yeah and this actually some of these are just my own queries i suppose <laughs> here's what here's one energy drinks yay or nay every second teenager is running around with a monster can there's zero calories there's got to be some funny stuff going on there is there yeah i, d- I don't think they're needed uh to the extent at which they're mm. they're almost like an accessory now i feel yeah and um, and yeah i think you know, so often like that is far more exciting to someone than saying, have you looked at your sleep? Like what's the mm. quality of your sleep? Like how long are you sleeping? Uh, what's your sleep hygiene like? What's your overall energy intake like? So it's far more exciting, particularly in the likes of a younger population potentially to be like, oh, this looks class. It tastes nice and, um, you know, it, it gives me that lift I need or so they think they need. But I don't think they're needed at all, uh, particularly to the extent in which they're used. And but are they, is there any nutritional benefit or is there like what, there's, there's kind of caffeine in them, if I'm not mistaken? Is it just Red Bull on on Red Bull? Uh, yeah so caffeine is probably the main the main element that you know i suppose the the most potent element or you know it is a stimulant we know it works and it can improve you know cognitive function Mm -hmm. so you know there is merit there and some people do enjoy the taste and whatnot and i suppose there are though ingredients and we're not overly sure how they may necessarily interact with one another so again there's there's ways around it they're not needed and particularly from a younger population like I don't think they should be something that um you know where there's quick to pull on or, or look to use um, and we also need to think of it in the context I mentioned sleep sleep is so important for everyone for everything almost so you know how is something like in, in, um, ingesting a large amount of caffeine affecting the quality of sleep you're getting and what knock-on effects does that have so I think we need to look at things like this in context um, and and seeing you know where they aren't you know a problem versus where they actually might be sure excellent thank you for that protein bars are they uh, are they chocolate bars in disguise or are they providing some kind of value 
Yeah, um, you know, it really depends on quality here. So there's some high quality mm-hmm. protein bars out there that will help towards mm-hmm. your overall protein intake. Um, you know, protein is the most filling out of the macronutrients. So potentially, you know, you're getting your chocolate fix, but it's also a bit more filling than just going for a bar of chocolate that won't really make you feel full. You're ready to go again um, very shortly after. So it can be useful, but the focus is on um, quality on that front. Excellent. The, this one, I'm sure you get this all the time. We're not going to have a row about this, but the <laughs> vegan diet. Uh, are, are we getting, if someone's on a vegan diet, are they getting all their vitamins and minerals? Not necessarily, on what, unless you're well kind of prepared and it's well thought out. So, um, you know, veganism um, is on the rise for multiple reasons. So, you know, it can it can if it's done properly you can get your requirements i think it's really important to get proper guidance on this to make sure that you know you are covering uh, all aspects of nutrients and and your needs and uh, you know but i do think there is an element like you can be a vegan and not be healthy also so either whether whether that's poorly managed or depending on the quality of your diet so you might be just going mm-hmm. for you know vegan products but like what's the quality of those uh, products like on the other hand of it sometimes going down that route means people are thinking more about what they're eating and they're making healthier choices so for some people it can be beneficial but I don't think being vegan necessarily makes you healthy and I don't think you need to go vegan to be healthy either so it's about figuring out what works for you understanding why you're doing it so if it's from a moral perspective grand like that you know but Mm -hmm. just making sure you're getting the correct guidance on that front and so I think yeah uh, making sure you've got guidance at least to start off with or that it's um you know you've you've done your research in that area so you know where you might be falling uh up short or where you might be falling short but yeah it, it can be done it can be done well but it's not needed either um if you know if you're just doing it to be healthy like it's quite restrictive and um, in that respect sure. so, so yeah okay yeah so so get guidance and you know try it i mean tr- try Try whatever if you're if you're really interested in something, try it, see how you feel, see if it works for you. Uh yeah, exactly. I mean, like if it's something that uh tickles your fancy and and you know you do from again from a, an ethical perspective, perhaps it's more in line with with your beliefs and and whatnot, give it a go, get guidance, see how you're feeling, see what's what what's working. But again, it's it's not the be all and end all, it's not the only route sure. that you, you need to go down. Yeah. okay great stuff we didn't even fall out there that's fantastic <laughs> you're um, making me nervous Brian <laughs> <laughs> well, one or two more quick ones um fats they used to be our enemy now they're our friends there's good fats there's bad fats what kind of fats should we be looking at yeah so uh, quality is is key here so <laughs> you know fat definitely it supports our immune function and um, it's you know helps with our recovery hormones it's an energy source a, a, a vitamin source and um, so it definitely is important to include in our diet so what you're looking for here are nutrient dense options for the most part so you know trying to include things like nuts and seeds oily fish you know full fat dairy 
good high, uh, good quality red meat and st- stuff like that. You know, you can get a, a nice mix of um, a new a meat your requirements through a nice mix of of foods like that. Olive oils and other one that's just going to mind there mm-hmm. and olives. So yeah, so just quality is key there. Look to include some fat in your diet, and when you're doing so, try to make I suppose nutrients nutrient conscious decisions on that as as often as you can. Yeah, really good. Actually, I'm a big fan of peanut butter. So I'll always, but obviously in moderation as well, but I'm big fan of that. But I, when I'm looking, this is something I do and I imagine it's, I imagine it's the right thing to do. I'll try and find a peanut butter that just has under ingredients. It just has one ingredients and it says peanuts, 100%. Whereas I know there's a couple of other brands has about 15 different items listed there. Am I right in saying like the less ingredients, the better? Yeah, like, I mean, I suppose it, it depends. Like, I don't think there's any harm. If, like, I mean, if it's no skin off your nose and you can go for it, yeah, <laughs> go for it. Like, um, yeah. I suppose context is a key thing here. So whether, you know, if, if those, ex- those extra percentages might be needed more by one person over another. So it's important to take note. But I mean, if you can make decisions like that, great. Yeah. Yeah. You're on the money. Excellent. And last one then. To supplement or not to supplement? That is the question. <laughs> <laughs> so great one. I think we always kind of go with a, a food first approach. So uh, supplements then follow, you know, it, w- what can't you get from your diet or what are you struggling with? Um, and it can be useful. Um, I think maybe it, it is really important to to go again with what your needs are um, and, you know, trying to uh, trying to get as much as you can from your diet and um, because you can't really replicate how f- nutrients are packaged within foods if that makes sense versus what, how they're packaged within um, a, a supplement context but like there definitely are supplements out there that can be hugely beneficial but I suppose we need to take into account well who are they going to be beneficial to and who are they kind of um, not really necessary for um, and I suppose going for reputable brands, if you are going to supplement, is is really really important and and something to take pride in. Okay, great stuff. So food first is is the advice there. Yeah, exactly, and the rest can follow. Perfect, perfect. So listen, you're, you're extremely busy by the sound of things in a really positive way. How are you managing to look after your own well being at present? Yeah, great question. And I had to pull myself up there a few, a few weeks ago. Um, so actually for, for my Lent, um, instead of looking to cut anything, I tried to, I could feel myself maybe slipping into poor routines that like I was working hard to kind of move away from. And um, because I suppose with all the change going on at Nutricate and work being so busy that I was just kind of slipping back into a, a bad routine. So I, I one that wasn't serving me well, really, in the long mm-hmm. run. So for Lent, I was like, right, you need to to turn the dial on this. Like, this isn't what you're about or, or, or where you, it's not going to help where you want to get to either. So, um, so yeah, so I've like walking has been a, a huge help for me. Like I, I still play competitive uh, sport, basketball being my jam that obviously got the boot. I play a bit of um, football too, which will hopefully go back now in the coming months. But again, I'm kind of waiting in the wings there, but we've got um, a program to work off of. So that's been kind of a nice savior uh, too, I suppose, to, be exercising but feeling like there's a purpose to it it kind of motivates you a bit more and 
I got a puppy, so he makes sure <laughs> that I get out because he needs to get out. So uh, he's been um, nice also. But um, but yeah, I've just really started trying to plan my my weeks, my days better so that I, I get better at prioritizing what, what needs to be done at, at any given day. Um, and that also that I'm making sure that, you know, my downtime is, is scheduled. Like I, I need to schedule my downtime. Otherwise, the day runs away with me. It's eight, nine o'clock and I'm still at the laptop, like which, you know, isn't good for anyone. So um, so I've just realized that I need to kind of schedule um, and prioritize my own health um, because, you know, if I if that's looked after, I function better um, and I, I think I think better. So, um, so, yeah, so that's kind of what I've been doing and prioritizing over the last number of weeks is scheduling my downtime and um getting back to things that I enjoy, like getting out for, for the walks and, and whatnot. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I hear you. Like I, I have to, I schedule my exercise yeah. and downtime now as well. It, otherwise it'll just, it just gets eaten into with work if, if you don't. So it has to be scheduled in. Yeah, 100% because you'll always get emails or phone calls that you're not yeah. expecting. And, you know, if you don't have some sort of structure, it can so easily get caught up in that and, and whatnot so yeah i hear you i'm there for the schedule all day long <laughs> listen kate thanks so much for your time um really enjoyed the conversation where can people go to find out more about you and about nutricate hub yeah so you can check us out at nutricate.com you can you'll can find me i suppose instagram is is kind of where we're most active or busy so nutricate underscore com is where you can uh, get me specifically or uh, nutricate um, underscore hub on instagram is where you get myself and the team and, and all that we're doing there so any of those are probably your your best bet um to to check out the nutricate team Brilliant. Yeah. So we'll, we'll include all those links, as I said, um, I definitely encourage people to check out the, the Instagram feed. You'll get some even more kind of quality nutritional information there, plus probably the odd puppy photo, I'd imagine, <laughs> thrown in there for good measure. <laughs> It'd be rude not to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, listen, Kate, listen, thanks so much for your time. Not at all. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, everyone. Brian here again. A big thank you for listening right to the end of this episode of the Work Well podcast. I want to give a big shout out to our partners, the fruit people who are leading the way in workplace nutrition, both in office and remotely. You can check them out at thefruitpeople.ie. And it's with thanks to the fruit people that we have a delicious fresh fruit and healthy snack pack to give away to one lucky listener for each episode of season three. To find out how to enter, go to workwellpodcast.com and find the link to the latest podcast episode. Finally, are you interested in diving deeper in the area of workplace well-being? Why wouldn't you? You need to check out the WorkWell Institute. The WorkWell Institute is an online hub for all your workplace well-being, education, and training needs, whether you're an individual or an organization. Head on over to workwellinstitute.org where you'll find out the details on all the courses available, including my flagship program, Developing a Workplace Wellness Program That Lasts. Check it out. 
at workwellinstitute.org. Thanks again for listening. The original music for this podcast was composed by my friend Greg Clifford. Thank you, Greg. Remember to work well, stay safe, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Work Well Podcast.